look, look to your left or to your right, whoever you're sitting next to, and tell, ask them this question. Why submit? Why submit? Submit, that's a, sometimes that can be a curse word in vocabulary. <clears throat> Having issues with submission. Dictionary gives the definition of sub submission as to submit means to lower oneself, yield to governance or authority, uh, be subject to a treatment or operation. For example, you are subject to a surgery procedure, or maybe you may be subject to do a job you don't want to do. And oftentimes when you submit and you become subject, that means you have given up your authority and allow somebody else to have dominion over you. And the pride and the ego that we often have can limit us from submitting. So the question again is, why submit? Why submit when I can control what I have? Why submit when I can choose where I want to go? Why submit when I can choose who I'm going to pay and who I'm not going to pay? Why submit and do something when I can eat what I want to eat? Why submit to a doctor's orders? Why submit to my mother or my father? Why submit to my friend? Why submit to my boss? Why submit? When we can answer that question, then it might be easier for us to submit. But when we do not want to submit, we have all the reasons why not. I won't submit because I know better. I won't submit because it's my life and I'll do what I want to do. I, I won't submit because you're not Lord over me. I, I won't submit because you ain't my husband. I won't submit because you don't care about me. You know, we can give all kind of definitions or why we should not submit. But I want to point to Ephesians in the fifth chapter, a reason why to submit. Many times we read this text and we point to who should submit, but sometimes we, for, we miss the crux, the point of the whole submission and how to view submission. In his letter to Ephesus, Paul is talking about unity. Paul is talking about one faith, one baptism. He's talking about, I pray that God opens the eyes of your heart and see the hope of his calling and the power and the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants them to understand what it means to be under authority and to be united in the body of Christ. And some of the reasons why the church has so many problems is that we lack submission. How dare I submit to you when I know better? So we're going to deal with this issue of submission. Looking in Ephesians 5th chapter, I'm going to read verses 15 to verse 21 out of the New Living Translation. The Word of God says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Do not, act, do not act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the 
Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Other way to read that verse is to submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. Another way to look at it is to submit to one another in fear of Christ. When we look at the reason for submit, it says because of respect or reverence, but literally the word, the Greek is phobia, where we get phobia, where we get arachnophobia, scared of spiders, fear. And it's saying in fear of Christ. Now we have some softer words there, oh, reverence and respect. But no, in fear of Christ. Why submit? Because of fear in Christ. Well, I'm not scared of Christ because Christ is that great God that died on the cross for my sins to save my life. He's my homeboy. He's my friend. He's my pal. But yes, this same Christ is also God. And does not the Bible say the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom and knowledge and understanding? The Bible says, fear me for I am God. Do we neglect to understand what it means to fear Jesus? Why submit? In fear of Christ. And submission, you see, it came down after we understood how to walk. Here in the word walk is not necessarily how to walk as you walk down the street, but how you live. You know how mother and father might tell you to act like you have sense? They're not telling you to put on a play, put on a skit. They say you know better, so do better. So act like you have sense. Walk like you know God. In the process, it says, therefore, walk before that. It says that you are living in the light. Walk as children of the light. So out of fear of Christ, you receive the light. And when you receive the light, you expose the wickedness. And when you expose the wickedness, that means you are no longer partnership with them. I want you to really grab here. Because you love Christ, you'll submit to him. Because you fear him, you respect him, you have awe and reverence. Uh, I, I, I want you to really grab this fear thing. God is a fear and terrible God. Did he not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Did he not destroy the, the earth and flood because of the sin and the, and, the, and the great weakness that was on there? Do you understand? I, I want us to really grab this because just as God is a God of mercy, yes, God's wrath will come. We see it in John 3.16. Jesus made it clear. He says, look here, look here. I came not to judge the world, even though it will be judged, but I came to save the world. See, I'm glad that there's a God that, that rather show his mercy than his wrath, but he deserves to be feared. Just like a child loves their mother and father, but they fear their hand. They know mom and dad will provide for them, but they also know mom and dad can wick up their hand real quick and let you know who's really in charge. So out of fear and respect, I will honor my mother and father, not because I'm terrified for my life, but because I revere them. I respect them. Why submit? 
looking at this purpose of submission and how it impacts your relationship with one another. Does it not say how you should speak to one another? How can you speak to one another when you're filled with the Holy Spirit? In Ephesus, you, you might look in your account in Acts. In Ephesus, they had their temple and Diana and their great assembly, and they get excited there. And, and Paul was there, and they would say, oh, praise Diana, all the louder. They were worshiping their idol gods. And if you might be familiar with the ancient idol worship, they would get drunk and do some idol-worshiping things, orgies. Doing crazy things just in the temple, acting like this is worship because they drunk and high. Pretty much what people now call the cipher. They'll get high and start thinking crazy things. Puff, puff, pass. Or you know how people go and get drunk before they go do something crazy. It's the same situation, how people will give in to something else to help alleviate their senses, numb them to what's all around them, so it can free them to say and do things they do not have control over. Because we know how people, if you know some people that have been drunk, I have known some people that have been drunk, they have their excuse, oh, I was drunk. That means it's excusable the actions that I have done because I was drunk or other words, I was out of my mind. But we see here clearly that if we realize that we are walking of God and out of fear of Christ, no longer will I put up with this wicked stuff, hanging out with people that are up to no good and doing no good. But instead, I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then that will change my communication. I'll speak in songs, I'll speak in hymns. That means I will look to edify and build up and not look to destroy. I will look to expose the wickedness and walk in the light. You see, if you look early in the text, it talks about how do not be partners with those. I want you to really understand what it's saying in here. It's not saying that you cannot hang around these people like you can't go to your work because they're there. It means that you should not have a fellowship. A relationship with these people. What does that mean? That means that you need to be careful who you call friends. That means that you hang around with some people who are some thieves, who are some robbers, and they talk about thieves and robbery things, and you just hang around with them. You say nothing. The Bible is telling you you need to get up out of that crowd. You hang around with people that are saying some coarse jokes about somebody behind their back, and you just sit there and laugh, and you say nothing. The Bible says you need to get up out of that crowd. It's telling us that we need to expose the wicked. That's why we need to come to the light. The light exposes the wicked. The, John, the first John says that in, the, in light there is no darkness. Because while in Christ there is no darkness, John, the gospel of John, talked about how the light came into the world and the world received it. Now, why did not the world receive? Because the world did not want their wickedness to be shown. We need to allow the light of God shine in our lives. And so the wickedness we need to get rid of so we can come now in fear and reverence and subjection to him and say, Lord, I tried my way. And it wasn't working out. I, I tried it doing it my way, and I got some bruises on my head. I, I have some bloody knuckles. I got some bruised feet. But, Lord, I heard you say, your yoke is easy, and your burden is light. 
I, I want to come now and be subject to you, Jesus. Not because I have to be forced to, but I'm willingly, passively submitting to you. Why submit? Submission means that you are under his authority. And when you're under Christ's authority, you get a blessing that is awesome. What's this blessing you get? Well, Jesus talks about in John 15 chapter, I, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and I will uh, abide in you and I will give you fruit that lasts. Uh, he says, I am the good shepherd and if you come to me, I'll give you a green pastures. I'll make sure you got a place to lay and I've come to give you life, not just life, but life more abundantly. Do you see the blessing of being under submission? The sheep are under subjection of the shepherd. The branch is under subjection to the vine. Am I talking to somebody here? That when you're connected to the power source and you submit to the power source, you then got some power. What's that power? The power of the Holy Spirit. Do you see how Paul is showing this argument here? We talked about before in, in chapter 5, verse 1, it says, be imitators of God. How we are imitators of God is through him working in us and on us through the Holy Spirit. And when we are subject to the Holy Spirit, then it's that we have been sealed with until the day of redemption. We were sealed by God. Therefore, we should not grieve the Holy Spirit, but instead we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you see that there? It's all in Ephesians. I'm talking about all was just in this letter to the church of Ephesus about how we were sealed by God with the Holy Spirit. Once you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm glad Jesus said, I will send down the comforter, the paraclete, my friend, the Holy Spirit. He said, he will come down to you. Once you do that, you receive the Holy Spirit. And it says God has sealed it. And in this time, they understood what a seal meant because we now have emails, so we electronically send emails to people. It's not sealed. It just tells you who it's sent from. But then a letter will be, a scroll and papers paper would be rolled up, and they would seal it to let it know that it came from the king or the one of authority. And so, therefore, they knew that this one had weight. It had a power. It, it could not be broken because it was of the king's seal. If you need some other help, you can go back to the Old Testament. And, and uh, the king made a decree, and he sealed it. And, therefore, he had to put Daniel in the lion's den. He did not want to, but he sealed it. They knew, oh, we make you seal it, king. You got to keep it true. But aren't you glad our God is <laughs> not a man that he said, I know the son of man that he shall repent, that once he has done, I'm not talking to somebody, once he has done something, it is done. That means he made a, a deposit on you until the day of redemption. So what does that mean? It means it's coming back again. And so, be, therefore, we have give, been given something from the king, we should understand how to use the gift we have been given. The gift of the Holy Spirit tells us do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And so how we do not grieve the Holy Spirit, we learn that we need to walk like we got some sense. <laughs> Say walk wise, not like fools. What does it mean to walk wise? It means I walk understanding what God has called me to do. What is that? That means I am laying down wickedness. Remember the fourth chapter, putting off old stuff or putting on new stuff. I'm, I'm putting off bitterness. I'm putting off lies. I'm putting off anger. But I'm putting on kindness, gentleness, mercy. I'm putting on these things and imitating God. And we go down to the fifth chapter, down right there to the 18th verse. and says what? Do not be drunk 
with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop there and go down because this is where we all get messed up. Verse 21. And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Verse 22. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For husbands, it is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As a church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. I know the men are loving this right now. But you got to go back to verse 21. We all need to submit to one another. The and, and the headship is going all the way back into the first chapter when he talks about how Christ is the head and we are the body. And just as he's pointing out submission, he's giving some examples to help you out, saying as the church submits to Christ, the wife submits to the husband. As Christ gave up for the church, the husband gives up for the wife. Ah. Pastor talking about something. Somebody say, preach, pastor. Go, why? Say, preach, pastor. You see here, we see, we talk about submission and we make it an authority, but it's not just talking about men submit to uh, women, but it says wives to husbands, husbands to wives. It's clear in the relationship that it's talking about here. But before that, it does say everybody submit to everybody. Then it got specific. That why submit? In fear of Christ. So when I submit to Deacon Kyle, I'm not submitting to him, I'm submitting to Christ. When I submit to my mother, I'm not submitting to her. I'm submitting to Christ. When I submit to the pastor, help me, Jesus, I, I'm not submitting to the past. I'm submitting to Christ. Am I talking to somebody? Too many times we place too much authority on somebody that's in front of me, but I got to see beyond them and say, Lord, I'm serving you, not them. Oftentimes when we submit, as I'm talking about submission is passively, I may not always agree with the person I may submit with. But the Bible already told me, be angry, but sin not. So I might be angry that I got to submit, but I'm not going to sin. Because why? I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so when I see this relationship of Christ and the church, I understand the power of submission. Because first, let me deal with Christ before I touch on the wives and the husbands. I know y'all got excited, but let me deal with Christ. Because if we do not understand Christ and his submission, then you don't understand submission, period. Because Christ submitted to the Father to die for the church, the body. And it says later on in the text how he presented the church to himself as a glorious or resplendent and a beautiful spotless body. And what is it talking about is the adornment. Think about how everybody rises at the wedding to receive the bride. And who gives away the bride? Oftentimes it's the father. But in this text, it's not the father giving away the bride. It is not the friend of the bridesmaid. Or the, or the best man, it is Christ presenting himself, the church. Do you see that there? I want you to understand here that not only did he sanctify us, but also he's willing to present us. Uh, I, that, that might get somebody on the way home. Not only is he welcome to receive you, but he prepared you so you could be received. 
that might get some of this on the way home. Not only did he open up the skies of heaven for you, but he dressed you up so good that you'd be a wonderful in, in, in appearance, spotless and without blemish, so he can receive you unto himself. In this time, it oftentimes it would have been the best friend of, or the best man of the bride that would give her away. We have, in our modern tradition, it's the man. The father would give away the bride. But here we see Christ went past that and said, I gave her to me. Because only I could make her spotless and clean. And we see here that if a husband can do the same thing, my, my, my. Every woman, oh, thank you, Jesus. If the husband himself can say, you know what, I will give up everything that I have to make my wife spotless and beautiful to me, I think the wife would be easy to submit to the husband. And when a wife is able to submit to the husband, is able to receive <laughs> the presentation from the husband. Do you see that? But yet we got to look first at the mission of the church in Christ. Why submit out of fear of Christ? Look at submission and what it does. Because Moses feared God. He submitted to God. And God used him to set his people free. Abraham feared God and submitted to God. He was able to be the father of many nations. Do you see how when David feared God and submitted to God, he was not only able to slay Goliath, but establish a kingdom that reigned on forever. I want you to understand that just as you can do the same thing as they did and submit to God and see some wonderful blessings happen in your life. Looking at submission in marriage, think about how you want God to bless your marriage, but you're not willing to submit to him. You got it backwards. Going to say, if my wife act better, if my husband act better, then I act better. No, if you act better. You got to start with you. Because I believe it says you need to submit one to another in reverence of Christ, in fear of Christ. If you're not submitting to him, no wonder you're having problems with your husband. No wonder you're having problems with your wife. Because neither one of y'all are willing to give up anything. But Jesus gave up all that he had. For the church, in order for it to have life. But we got some men that don't want to give up their favorite car. <laughs> we need to realize there's some things that we have to give up in order to have. In order to have this unity and this completion, the two become one. As, as we have become one with Christ, there has to be some giving up. Why submit? I'm glad you're asking these questions all this time while I'm preaching. That's good. That's good. Jesus tells us to crucify the flesh, then pick up your cross and follow him. Why submit? Jesus says, before I told you to pick up your cross, I want you to understand me. <laughs> I'm going to suffer many things. I'm going to suffer rejection from my own people. I'm going to suffer abuse from my own people. They're going to spit on me and pluck out my beard, but I'm willing to subject myself to such punishment for you. 
I'm, I, am I talking to somebody here? Jesus set the example to them, saying, look here, Father, I'm here to do your will. And Father, who you have given to me, I'm praying for them so that they be abide in me, so that they be in this world, but not of this world. But I'm glad there's of this preposition, that we could be of God. And when we're of God, we're children of God. And when we're children of God, we're children of the light. And when we're children of the light, we learn how to walk wise. So therefore, walk wise, walk like you have some sense, and do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And out of fear, submit to Christ. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm trying to leave y'all alone, but am I talking to somebody here? Do you understand why submit? So when you're submitting in your relationships, husbands to wives, children to parents, slave to master, yes, the text talks about it. You're not just submitting to that person, but you say, Lord, because of you, because of everything, uh, then the question of what you've done <laughs> for me, <laughs> how can I thank you? Well, you tell me to submit. Uh, well, it's kind of hard to do that. But, Lord, not my will be done, <laughs> but your will be done. <laughs> so I'll submit. Uh, and I might be a little bit angry right now with my husband or with my wife. But your word says, uh, sin not. Uh, so I'm going to submit that and pray for them. Uh, and, Lord, bless them and change my heart so it'll be easier for me to get on my knees, uh, for me to call out your name uh, and be patient uh, with you. Uh, Lord, help me as a husband uh, to give up everything that I have for my wife, to love her and make her beautiful, sanctified and holy to me. Wife, help me, Lord, to be the wife you call me to be by submitting to my husband, calling him Lord and honoring him and trusting in him. Lord, help me to submit. Submission is not weakness. Because when you submit, you then have freed yourself up to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, there's some miraculous things that can happen. I know maybe you might not have seen some miraculous things happen in your life, but you can go to the book of Acts and you can see what the Holy Spirit can do. I saw some dead rise up. I saw some handkerchiefs and aprons passed out and people were healed. I saw shadows pass over and people got up that were sick. I saw Paul lay down on somebody and he got up after he fell down from three stories. Am I talking to somebody here? It was wasn't by their power, nor by their might. But do you not know the same power that rose Christ up from the grave, that same power is also in you. What's that same power? It's none other but the Holy Ghost. Does somebody here know about the Holy Ghost? Do you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, walk around like you got some sense and hold on to God's unchanging hands and say, Lord, I'll submit to whatever your will is. I'll just submit and wait till my change comes. I want it today, but I can just wait on you. If Jesus can wait on the cross, I can wait for my change. If Jesus can wait on the cross, I can wait till tomorrow comes. Can anybody here just submit to the will of the Lord? Why submit? Out of reverence of Christ.
When you submit, you're not showing weakness, but you're opening yourself up for power. And when you submit out of fear of the Lord and open yourself up for power, then you're able to be used for a greater purpose. You'll see your marriage change. You'll see parenting change. You'll see your working relationships change because you're submitting to the Holy Spirit. Whatever problems you're dealing with, try submitting them to the Holy Spirit. Whatever thoughts you're having problems with, take every thought captive and put it under subjection of Jesus Christ. Whatever you're dealing with, put it under Jesus. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come lay down your burdens. Come lay down your yokes. And say, Lord, I submit to you. Whatever that is, I submit. Yes, it might be a hard decision because your flesh does not want to let go, but submit to the Holy Spirit. Yes, you might have to say no to a relationship, but submit to the Holy Spirit. Yes, you might have to say bye-bye to some things, but submit to the Holy Spirit. Because whatever you give up for Christ, you'll gain so much more. It may not be an exact replacement because what God gives is better than what you left behind. That he can do above and beyond what we can ask or think. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we submit to you right now. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, we confess right now to you, God. Go ahead and just confess it to him. Father, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, Lord, for us allowing us to be slaves under you. We want to serve you now, Father, and give up this fleshly desires and this wickedness, God. But, Father, we want to submit, Lord, as Christ shows us, Father, the church submitted to him. Father, Lord, we want husbands to be better husbands, wives to be better wives, children to be better children, parents to be better parents. Father, Lord, we want to be better co-workers and bosses, Lord, and employees and employers, Almighty Father. Lord, we submit to you. Father, Lord, we need you to have your way in our lives. So every head bowed and every eyes closed. If there's someone here who does not know Jesus, right now you can submit to him right now. We just want to lead you in this confession. God knows your heart. Just repeat after me. If that's you, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I submit to you right now. I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the, dying on the cross for me and rising from the grave. On the third day, all for me. I thank you, Jesus. Still every head bowed, every eyes closed. You pray that prayer for the first time. You invited Jesus to your heart. If that's you, raise your hand. No one's looking but me. If that's you, if that's you, God bless you. God bless you. Father, Lord, we thank you that Jesus paid the price for us and showed us the great example of submission in his life. And showed us, Lord, how he loved us, how he presented us back to himself because of the blood he shed for us. And, Father, Lord, we want to worship you and honor you in our lives by truly submitting to you in every way and every day. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray that the church say amen.